0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Now 1.6 remaining. Lillard Got it! If there's one guy you don't yep. want to catch an inbounds pass, it's Damian Lillard.
2: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: As we're live on the air right now, the time, 321 p.m. Eastern. When Damian Lillard hit that shot, oh yeah, our guest Matt Moore off camera is pointing to to the watch he isn't wearing on his hand. But yes, Dame time game uh, time. time now in Milwaukee and again, if you miss the opening segment or you're living under a rock Damian Lillard traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team trade with the Phoenix Suns Matt Moore is going to join us in just a second great to welcome Matt Moore back to the show but for our live audience we got a lot of football coming up on today's show Rob Bazzola Brian Baldinger Will Brinson Eric Eager will join us to talk National Football League PJ Glasser will join us talking college football Lachmus still to come and all our bets for tonight coming up power hour final hour of the show show. But without further ado, let's welcome in our pal, the great Matt Moore from the Action Network, the host of the Buckets podcast, a great NBA betting podcast that everybody should check out. Matt is on Twitter, at HP Basketball, uh, one of our favorites, period, here on You Better You Bet. Matt, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. A lot going on. How you doing?
2: Good. You know, quiet summer, nothing really going on here in the couple days before camp. I am so glad this deal is done. I'm so glad to have this trade forever done with it has been one of the longest sagas, and I cannot wait to talk about all the ramifications with you guys, because what a deal.
0: Yeah, and, and before we – I think going team by team is a really good idea, Matt, kind of talk about like what each team kind of gained and lost and how you feel about it. But before we do that, you were kind of telling us some stuff off the air, and whatever you feel comfortable saying on the air it is fine here. But whenever a trade like this is consummated, I think people are always curious, like – where did people know ahead of time Were there some rumors out there in the last couple of days, you know, I've kind of been unplugged from NBA stuff. We've been doing a lot of NFL on the show, a lot of college football. So I haven't even followed like the rumor accounts and hoops hype and all this stuff. Like, was this out there for a while? How did this thing kind of come together? At least like, as you understand it.
2: Yeah. So I still thought as of yesterday, I thought it was 70% that Miami heat would wind up landing Damian Lillard. But I will say that I've mentioned this on a couple podcasts in the last couple of weeks that, The team that was mentioned consistently that Miami was supposedly scared of, quote, unquote, was in the history of Masai Ujiri and how he kind of goes about business and the things that happened there. Uh, They weren't necessarily worried about the Philadelphia 76ers and multi-team deals that would come out of that. But Milwaukee, for whatever reason, was mentioned as the team that Miami was in particular concerned about. But Milwaukee operated very quietly. Stuff got out about Toronto all this week, and there was discussions of them being the front runner. But ultimately, I think Milwaukee probably in the last day or so, quite honestly, moved into a different kind of gear and was able to offer enough to offset the kind of resistance that Portland had to dealing with the Miami Heat.
1: Uh, and like Jimmy Butler on Instagram putting up a video like like half an hour ago basically saying maybe people should look into Milwaukee for tampering, kind of speaking to, uh, to Matt's point that maybe Miami saw this coming from, uh, fr- from a distance. Um, we'll get into the micro takes here. Matt, coming up on Lillard to Milwaukee, give us the macro. Big picture betting takes and thoughts here. Damian Lillard, now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks and how this reshapes the Eastern Conference and the way you feel about the NBA and who's going to win the title next year, etc.
2: So I was low on Milwaukee before this deal. I had them not substantially upgrade over last year. And last year, they actually won probably more games than they should have. I upgraded them two wins on this uh, this one. Uh, they're up now to 53 by my projections. I've them at 53 wins, and that puts them still second behind Boston, the Eastern Conference. But this changes, I think, a lot in terms of what they're going to be capable of in the playoffs. We've seen them. All, their defense has remained pretty good. That's pretty obvious with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. That's a great combo. Drew Holiday is obviously an elite defender, but you saw in that series versus Miami, Jimmy Butler really took him to the woodshed and really worked him over in that series. And so there's kind of this differential with what Drew was able to give offensively. Dame is obviously just a different stratosphere. And Dame fixes that problem so much that when they need offense, especially late in games, having one of the most prolific offensive forces, especially scoring that you've got in the league, who's also a willing passer, helps a ton. I think they have the personnel to manage this defensively. They'll be worse defensively, but I don't think that they'll be significantly worse. And I do think that this puts them uh into another stratosphere as far as I kind of downgrade them, as far as my expectations of where I would have them in the title conversation. They're gonna be there because they have Giannis, but now with Dame, it does put them in a different kind of discussion, even if I think the betting angles are going to give us some other opportunities.
0: Matt, in terms of like the rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference, like versus Milwaukee, because Nick and I had this conversation in the first segment where we're both like, I think we both, even though we kind of disagreed on whether to bet something or not, we were both like, look, they're awesome and they're definitely the most likely team to win the Eastern Conference. It's just like, how likely are they to win the Eastern conference? And almost like, who would you even put now in that discussion? I and mean, we're going to have to talk about if, if Miami gets drew holiday, like if that actually happens, then like, what is, where's is Miami in this mix? But you know it's, it's Boston. If anybody wants them, it's Embiid and Harden and whatever that is going to be. And it's Miami and it's the Knicks and it's, you know, a couple other team. It's just, it's not great. Is this like, is the gap between Milwaukee and everybody else in the East like
2: massive and worth betting or like, just kind of like handicap that aspect of it? So I think that the Celtics should still be the favorites to win the title. I just think based off of what they've shown the last couple of years, you do have Milwaukee that now they lose significant. Uh, th- they lose something in the starting unit. They gain it with Dame, but this is still a very thin team, right? They don't have a lot of depth. That's been their issue for the last couple of years, losing Grayson Allen hurts them a little bit in that regard. He also goes out in this deal. Um, he wasn't a great player and I don't think he was playoff viable, so I don't necessarily know it's a huge drop off for playoff hopes, but they're still very fragile in terms of they have multiple guys in their mid thirties, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Damian Lillard, and Giannis, who's got a lot of miles on him, had a missed time in FIBA this summer because of knee soreness, all of these kind of factors with a thin bench and a rookie head coach I think probably puts you into a little bit more of a question mark versus Boston, I think is much more of a known quantity. You know, they've made the conference finals the past two seasons. They were the best team in the East. I thought even with the Milwaukee's kind of late run, I thought the Bucks or the Celtics were still the best team. I still have them as the best team right now coming in. I have them at 57 wins. So I think that probably right now, if you're betting the Eastern conference, it's on Boston. That doesn't mean that Milwaukee's not going to be awesome, but I think for both regular season, number one futures, as well as like, if you're going to bet, uh, title futures at this point in the season. I think the Celtics having dropped a little bit, this is a pretty good opportunity given how good I think they're going to be in the regular season.
1: I just want you to punch this home, Matt. If we get there and like things remain static and it's so- and obviously you can change your mind. This is pencil, not pen. as time goes along here. Eastern conference final Boston against Milwaukee and all the principles are healthy. You're going to take Boston.
2: Man. No, I'm probably going to take Milwaukee in that series. Right, But I think the value is on on Boston to get through the other rounds. I think Milwaukee is more delicate and more fragile. But if you give me the combination of Damian Lillard and Giannis and what he's able to do and the pressure they're able to apply and how good they were versus the Celtics without Chris Middleton two years ago, I still think that Boston is going to face a really tough matchup in that situation. I think it'd be a heck of a series, but... I think that probably at that point, because I'm saying that the Celtics would have home court, you probably see the Bucs as slight dogs in that series. And in that situation, I'd probably be betting Milwaukee.
0: Matt, we can do the the other two teams because they're they're both very interesting. Before we do that, you and I were talking off air about awards. We are two people who happen to be particularly obsessed with these markets, but and they're very interesting. And you said something about the MVP race this year, which might be pretty interesting because I think... You know some people are going to see this trade and have two different reactions to it reaction one might be like well the Bucks are awesomer so Giannis might just win and obviously he tweeted last year like whatever like comeback mode or whatever it was like he's you know, he's got back with a vengeance whatever he he maybe he's going to win the MVP award he's like five to one consensus 550 MGM uh to an MVP might be like well now he and Lillard together can either of them win you also have a, a new coach there, Adrian Griffin. Could he win Coach of the Year if they win a lot of games? Like, there's there's Bucks awards here, but really, like MVP, you can talk about. You think Giannis is going to win MVP this year with Lillard on the team?
2: I think the problem is when you add this kind of star talent, there becomes now a different kind of set of expectations. So anything less than 57 wins is probably a disappointment given the excitement for this team, even if the win total doesn't necessarily reflect that in the market. Like if Giannis is going to have an MVP season, they need to be the definitive best team By margin, They need to be close to a 60 win plus team. That's a lot to ask for a team that's also got championship expectations with an older roster, even with the changes and trying to instill guys playing more. I think it's hard to kind of see that happening. Then you have the problem of, okay, how do you assign credit? Like, yeah, okay. Giannis was an MVP candidate last year, but he didn't win. And then he got more help. So Giannis has to exceed all of that. And even if he benefits from Dame's presence in terms of, of, them having a harder time defending him, I think it still causes an unrealistic expectation. We've also kind of seen the same thing with uh, coach of the year. We talked about this a lot on my podcast buckets about the coach of the year. Very honestly, you can look at what coach is going to exceed his win total from somewhere in the mid forties to close to 50 the, in, in terms of the, the highest chance there. The Bucks win total is obviously going to be 51, 52, 53 plus. And with that number, it's hard for them to get up there, especially if they're kind of gear themselves for the playoffs and not focusing on the regular season. So for me, I think there'll be an overreaction in these markets too. I think the other numbers, of, I would not look for Giannis for MVP, and I wouldn't look for Griffin for coach of the year either.
1: You better, you bet, with Nick and Ken here on a wonderful football and basketball Wednesday, talking the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee with the great Matt Moore from the Action Network, host of the Buckets podcast, Matt on Twitter, at HP Basketball. Matt, give us your thoughts on this trade as it regards the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton, the headliner, going to Portland. Yusuf Nurkic, the headliner, going to Phoenix. Are there award ramifications here? Does this make you want to do anything with either of these teams? The other two teams in the Lillard blockbuster, Portland and Phoenix. What have you got for us on those?
2: I think probably the first place I'd look is DeAndre Aiden, most improved player. He's a really good player that was in a situation where he was just frustrated the entire time. Monty Williams not only didn't get along with Aiden and kind of singled him out repeatedly, but he turned a lot of the roster against him as well. Mikhail Bridges notably had some frustrations with Aiden as well. He's got a fresh start here next to a good young core with an opportunity there the problem is typically most improved player there has been kind of a low floor you have to get to in terms of wins and i don't know if portland's going to reach that so that'll be kind of the question if we see that portland is actually like hey they're pretty decent if that's the case then i think deandre Aiden is going to gain a lot of steam for most improved player because he really can show up and give a lot more than what he was giving in phoenix you can say like that's not cool why wasn't he giving more I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is that's kind of the way that everyone knows Aiton is wired is that he needed a different approach and Chauncey Billups might be the guy to get through to him for Phoenix. I think this is a slight downgrade. They do add some more depth, but they were trying to get, I think better pieces. They'd already kind of committed to, in various talks to moving Aiden for Nurkic. I think they were hoping to get maybe another wing piece. They don't they add a little bit of depth, but not really anything that's that's gonna move the needle for me in terms of what they do there. And I personally think that Nurkic is a considerable downgrade from Aiden in terms of both versatility and rim protection. Aiden's a big body, but I just don't think he's as good as uh, Aiden is at, at several things. So I think it's a slight downgrade for Phoenix. They'll still be very good and one of the contenders in the West, but I think those that's where I come to on those two teams. I have a
0: tweet from Damian Lillard, which we can read at some point. But I want to ask you one more question, Matt, just because this entire segment is basically about the Lillard trade. What is there anything that's next here? Like, are are the Bucks going to do something else? Is Holiday where do you think he goes? Do you think Aiton goes somewhere else? Does he stay? Like, what's the deal with that? What what are all these other pieces that have moved around? Like, what's left to be resolved here in a couple minutes?
2: So Drew Holiday, I think, will get moved. I think they'll move him to a team with playoff hopes and playoff contention. Uh, I don't have have an idea of what teams are going to be involved on that. Speculatively, I would expect the Atlanta Hawks and New Orleans Pelicans to both be teams that are at least going to kick the tires on a possible uh, drew holiday deal um wouldn't be surprised if philadelphia also tried to get some something worked out to try and resolve uh the james harden situation with him ultimately ending up yes on the clippers um for i think the rest of it i think everything else is pretty much set i think portland keeps aiden they were interested in okay, we're gonna pair Aiden with Scoot Henderson and now you have this one five combo that you can work with. I think the interesting question now is what does Miami do? Because I think they still have intentions of trading uh, Kyle Lowry. There was a lot of talk that even if the Damian Lillard trade were to happen for Miami, they would still be dealing Tyler Hero to Utah. Are those talks now over? We don't know enough about what Miami's gonna do next, but I don't think they're done because even though they've made a big showing of no no we're still we're gonna be fine if we don't get Dame, I don't know how you look at what, how their offseason went and really consider that they're going to be totally fine to make another finals run. So I would keep an eye on Miami and see what they're going to try and do now, uh, given that this was a big miss for them.
1: Matt, we got about thirty seconds here, and I'm I'm sure that some of this price was already like built into the built into the price was Damian Lillard likely to not be in Portland. What about Scoot Henderson's NBA Rookie of the Year odds? He's the third choice at MGM behind, of course, Victor Wembenyama and uh, Chet Holmgren a couple of years ago from the Thunder. Henderson plus three seventy five. Now we know Dame's not going to be there. Do you do you think that price is right for Scoot Henderson? Anything there on Rookie of the Year?
2: I think it's high. I think there's value on it. I think you should bet it now. I think it should be much shorter. Um, I think that given the how women Yama, there are questions about one, uh, how many games he'll play. I think the Spurs might play him significant minutes, but in games, but I think Scoot will play more. And given the role now that Scoot takes over, he is the franchise and he looks absolutely ready to compete at an NBA level, like summer he was the guy that you were just like, oh yeah, no, this is a pro. Uh There's a lot of value, I think, on Scoot Henderson. If you're going to bet rookie of the year right now, don't bet Victor Wembanyama, don't bet Chet Holmgren. I think you've got to start your position with Scoot Henderson.
1: Uh yes or no is the final question. Giannis to the Knicks, dead. Yes or no.
0: <laughs> yes. M- Mb it. Mb to the Knicks, dead. Yes I or mean,
1: no? ca- ca- yeah, can that no. happen? That would be really great. Uh Of course, we can't have we can't have nice things. Hey, but Not listen, dead. Dead. But listen, going to be a great October in the Bronx for the Yankees. Uh, Matt cool. is the absolute best joining us on short notice. We love having him on the show. He supports us, so we ask that you please support him. Hit him up on Twitter, at HPBasketball. Check out all his written work at the Action Network, actionnetwork.com, the Action Network app, and his NBA betting podcast is sensational. We encourage you to check it out. Buckets is the name of the podcast. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Thank you very much for hopping on. I'll uh, continue to stay well, and we'll talk to you real soon here with the season about to start.
2: Thanks, guys. Take
1: care. The great Matt Moore joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Uh, We'll do a little more on this on the other side. I have a feeling you got some award takes maybe that you're uh, you're itching to get off here. Uh, And we will start breaking down the National Football League as well. It moved to wrap up our number one here on You Better, You Bet.